Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Check out these archive episodes this week. Stop Creature Worship, Parts 1 through 4. Take a listen. Let them sink deep inside. Let the cross be cutting inwardly to expose where we have continued to take our needs either to our own performance or we keep taking things to other people and we worship them as our source. It's time to get back to Him as our only source and our only hope. He is everything to us. So check out these episodes and I hope that they will provoke you to go deeper with Him and connect more with me. Hey everybody, here we are again, and I am so glad to be having these conversations with you during this big Valentine month. This is the month of February where we celebrate um, human love like nothing else. But I have determined to redeem this time, and I want to speak to those in these podcasts for this month, maybe for those who are really seeing that Uh, This human love was never meant to be their source. Maybe you are realizing that this human love was never meant to be your source. And I want to be a voice that encourages you that as it's coming to an end, maybe, maybe where you're experiencing deep hurt, disappointment, devastation, Um, Maybe the fantasy that you'd been living in, the things that you'd been telling yourself, the denials that you were experiencing, maybe you're having to face truth uh, in a way that you never thought that you would have to face truth. I want you to know that all of that that you may be experiencing could actually be, surprisingly enough, that could actually be the stepping stone into the deepest, purest, most powerful love that you could ever know, which is God's love for you. So even though this might be a difficult time, uh, a shifting time, a transitioning time from human love uh, to God's love, I want you to know it can be Um, the best of times and the worst of times simultaneously. And don't give up. Uh, Don't go down in flames. Just let Holy Spirit lead you during this time of transition so that He can begin to tell you things. Remember here on Tent Talk, we want to always be seeing things from God's point of view. And I want you to know that in our darkest, most difficult days, when we let God begin to give us His point of view, we can begin to realize maybe that what we've been depending on was never what God meant for us to depend on. And and this shifting time can be very key, very pivotal. So stay with me in these conversations as we uh, look at coming to the end of human love as our core source to meet all of our needs. Uh, and we shift into the deep love of God Himself. So today we want to look at uh, that 
this creature worship type of love that we've been talking about is really at its core it's very subtle selfishness it's actually the exact opposite of the love that Jesus came to put in us and the love that he has for us the love that he wanted to birth in us uh, the false love this human love is like a boomerang it's thrown out expecting to receive back in return what it wants and when it doesn't uh, it can leave you um, very disappointed because you think I'm gonna do for them and they'll do for me uh, and you find that oftentimes that that's not actually the case that maybe you keep doing and doing and doing and you don't feel that you're getting much in return or it may be that there's someone in your life that's putting demands on you and they don't feel that you ever do enough to pay them back. There are many ways that this false, counterfeit, toxic human love can show up. Now, not in its early days. In its early days, it's all wonderful. Uh, but I'm talking about once you're coming to the end of it. And I'm talking about once you begin to realize it's not all that you had hoped it would be. And that can be happening in many different ways. There's a big spectrum of, of human love that can go uh, from one end to the other. Uh, and so wherever you may find yourself on that spectrum, I want you to hear me loud and clear that if it's um, the human love, um, it's not the same that Jesus came to bring. It's not who they are. It's not the love that they pour into you. It's not the love that they're looking to have with you. It's a love of a completely different source. Remember, God's love is perfect love. It's love that speaks truth to you for your very uh, best. It is love that casts out fear, not love that cranks up fear. Um, this creature love this human love is riddled with fear that you'll never really be enough for others it's that you'll fail to be enough to be accepted that you'll fail to be enough to fix those around you maybe you like me thought you know i must be the source of their trouble so i must be the source of their uh, solution and when you have to realize that no matter how much you love someone you are not going to be able to fix what's going wrong with them. So that can be a time when we may feel empty and burned out. We may be full of guilt and shame and worthlessness. But we must remember that we were never meant to be someone else's uh, solution as far as being their all in all. That's a place that only God has uh, for them. And that is a place that only God can be to them who they will need. So sometimes we're having to see that we're not going to be the one who can rescue. We're not going to be the hero. We're not going to be their answer. And uh, so that can be a difficult time. But again, remember, this is a time when we can all begin to shift into God's love and God can begin to set us free from ourselves and from others so that we can really uh, be in people's lives as who we were meant to be to them. We were never meant to be God to them. We might be an extension of God's love to them. But we're going to see today that Jesus never loved people believing that 
he could fix them apart from the Father and the Father's plan. Jesus never tried to be to people any more than what God had sent him to be. Therefore, he was a pretty much a constant disappointment, a constant source of confusion. Uh, he couldn't be to the Pharisees who they thought he was supposed to be. He couldn't even be to his disciples nor to his family who they thought he was to be if he was going to stay true to who the Father sent him to be in their lives. So I think all of you, after that introduction, I think all of you would agree with me. We need an outpouring of pure love now in our lives and in the church and for the world. We need an outpouring of God's kind of love if we're going to minister to others. But guess what? That always begins with us receiving this pure love for ourselves first. Never does God require you to bypass yourself to get ministry to other people. This is what caused me a great downfall many years ago and could cause you a great downfall is if you're constantly trying to get to the people rather than first letting God get to you. So in all of this, um, we must really examine uh, the lifestyle of Jesus, the way that Jesus loved if we're going to really come to know, how am I supposed to love? You know, uh, up to this point, surely uh, I've, I've touched off enough in you that maybe you'd be willing to look at uh, how you need to come to an end of human love. But I want to also transition into talking about, well, then how is it that we are called to love? And again, the best way is to let God love you. So we have to let human love come to its end. We have to let human love fail uh, if we're going to really come to embrace the love that God has for us. And so we need to look into the scripture and we will see where Jesus commanded us to love one another as he has loved us. He said that this would be the proof that we are his disciples. And uh, in this, he made himself to be the norm. Jesus said here, love others as I have loved you. So here he is making himself and the way he loves, he's making that the norm, the standard. So we must examine that closely and look intently at him and his way of living and loving. So remember that Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, demonstrated the kind of life that we were always originally created to live. He's the living picture of what we were meant to be like. And at the core and heart of all that he was in life, at the core of it, the hive of it, was his relationship with his father. And so we want to take a look at that and to remember that then that means that's how we were meant to live and to love was at the core, in spirit. We were meant to relate to God in spirit. And then that would have a huge impact then upon soul and body. But we were always meant to receive love in spirit. We live out of spirit because that's who we actually are. You know, it's an amazing thing. We see Jesus at the age of 12 already having a deep awareness of his father and his relationship to him. He called him his father, Abba, his daddy. And we see that in Luke 2. He said, I got to be about my father's business. 
This was when he was only at the age of 12. At the age of 30, we see his life summed up in the affirmation from his father at the River Jordan when he was baptized. And the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And yet Jesus hadn't really done anything yet except live privately with the father for all of those years, letting the father love him, letting Holy Spirit pour the love of his father into him teaching him, training him, raising him, loving him, nurturing him in private because there was coming an open and public display of their deep oneness with each other. And isn't that actually how we are called to live? We are not called to live being born again one moment and then the very next like we're supposed to know everything. No, we must grow in this love growing up in this love of God, not the toxic fear-induced love of man, but the deep abiding love of our Father that is unearned and undeserved. But yet we must give God permission to love us His way and begin to learn what it means to be loved by the Father. Not just settling for the love that we can get from other people or what we may be trying to be to them. This is where we've got to let God put love in right order. And that the order is spirit to spirit, father to us, as Holy Spirit pours the love of God into our spirit. And this is what we see happening in Jesus's life. And when we see it happening in Jesus, we can be encouraged and we can finally realize, oh, this is the way that we were meant to be loved. And then this is the way that we were beginning to learn to love others. You know, never do we see Jesus trying to earn his father's love and acceptance. We never actually even see him wondering if the father really loved him and if the father was really for him. You know, Jesus lived and chose to live in the consciousness of that love every moment of every day of his life. And we may say to ourselves, yeah, but you know, that was that was Jesus. Well, yeah, but remember, Jesus came to show us what it was to live as a son, as a person, as a human being. Remember, he is our standard and they have made it fully possible for us to live in that same standard, not by our hard works and performance, but by receiving the life that they have put in us, by receiving the love that they have for us. And we want to be those like Jesus that live in the full depth of the Father's love. And that's what actually then set in motion all of Jesus' dealings with other people, those who were close to him, his own family, his disciples, those who were against him, the Pharisees, those who were strangers to him that he met along the way. Remember, Jesus rested in the peace, the peace, the undisturbed composure that came to him. He rested in that peace because he was loved and therefore he was never driven to perform for others and try to be to them what they expected him to be. And he never drove others to do for him so that he could feel good about himself. Jesus loved others as humans were originally intended to be loved out of an inner fullness, 
Jesus was already full of the love of the Father. Jesus wasn't there trying to love out of a need to evoke love from another person, and then, then that person would love him. You see, God's love, God's kind of love, is not driven or frantic or pressuring. Uh, love which is compulsive, which is a love born out of need, does not have its core in God. This love of God is calm and confident and bold and certain, and it is the exact opposite of a frantic, pressuring, performing love. Trust me, if you stay with God in this process, you're going to begin to be able to tell the difference. Early on, sometimes it's a fine line, and we're not really sure how can we tell the difference between human love and God's kind of love. Will you stay with God? And I promise you, you will be able to tell the difference. You see, God freely chose to love us. God didn't uh, need anything from us. He desired to have life and love with us. But God freely chose to love us, and that's how he wants us to love him, to freely receive, and then we are able to freely give. God did not need us, all right, to make him uh, enough. He did not need us to fulfill him and to complete him. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com. Or follow her on social media at NB McCready. And we can see this in the way that Jesus lived, is that Jesus didn't do for people so that he would feel uh, and experience being okay. What Jesus did, all right, was he was full. And then what he wanted to do was he wanted to share and pour out from that fullness, all right? He wanted to pour out to others that love that he had received from the Father. And so Jesus responded to his Father's love by listening to his Father's voice and giving instant obedience to his every direction. Jesus taught and healed and did everything that he did because of the inner leading of his father's love. When Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion and true pity for them, uh, not something that was born of a human source that caused him to think, oh, I've got to go and fix them, and that it kind of came from a place of human sympathy. No, it came from a place of deeply abiding in the love of the Father, and then he was able to pass on the deep love of the Father. And anything that he did uh, to man or for man and serving them was out of that God love that he was experiencing. So it's a completely different way uh, of loving, a completely different way of living. Because when we see Jesus in the scripture, we don't see Jesus fretfully trying to meet everyone's needs so that they will love him and then decide to crown him as their Messiah. No, Jesus knows he's loved, and so he was never controlled by his need to be loved. Uh, his need was being met by the Father, and therefore others could not control Jesus. That is so powerful. When we realize that when we are loved by the love of God, 
Others will not be able then to manipulate, control, threaten uh, us to get us to do things. We will always be then led by the Father from within because we are loved by the Father from within. Jesus was always listening to the Father's heart and the Father's voice, and therefore he was never going to do any more or any less than what the Father was uh, doing. This is why Jesus would say things like, I'm only doing what my Father's doing. I only say what my Father is saying. And so therefore, Jesus was always drawing from an inner source to be able to love, to be able to serve, to be able to give. Uh, And so this is how we want to be in our love life with the Father. First, receiving. This is a love that must be received. And let me tell you, in the beginning, it can feel quite uncomfortable just to allow God to love you. And when we can begin to realize that the love that God has for us is so strong, so confident, so bold, guess what it does? Is That's what begins to happen in you. You are confident that you are loved. You don't have to uh, bow to the demands of others. Now, from inwardly, what do we bow to? The command of our Father from within. He commands us to love and to serve. So I don't mean in any way to say that there's not going to be deep love happening or deep service and ministry happening, but it's from a completely different source. I have to live, and I want to encourage you to live, I live not by the demands of others, but by the command of my Father from inwardly, inward, inside of me. This is how Jesus lived. He didn't live by the demands of Peter, who Peter was like, no, we're not going to the cross. No, Jesus, we're going to do it this way. I mean, Peter, God love him. I tell you, I'm so glad he's in the Bible because that lets me know that uh, I too can make it, okay? Because Peter was convinced that he knew how things were supposed to look and he was, you know, wanting to redirect Jesus and you know, cut off the ear of this guy that had, you know, Jesus is like, you know, Peter, you're minding the things of man, not the things of God. Jesus was going to follow the Father's leading, not the demands of Peter. Uh, Jesus was not going to try to convince uh, the Pharisees, the good people who were so proud of their own self-righteousness, He wasn't going to try to convince them. He just was who he was, and he kept moving and living by the command of the Father from within. This is the place that we want to begin to live out of, live out of the love that God has for us, live out from the private place that God has for us. We don't want to be those who are... Uh, trying to please everybody around us and that the only time we feel good is when everybody around us feels good. That when we are getting people to agree with us, that that's when we feel successful is, you know, others are starting to take notice of me and they agree with me. No, we want to be those. We're going to need to be those 
who are literally being matured by the deep love of God within. And then what we'll find is that the life of Christ within us starts to mature and open up and unfold and to become developed. And we begin to live and love like them because their life within us is beginning to mature. We don't want to be those that can't, you know, function unless somehow everything is going a particular way externally. That others like me, others call me, others do this. And and we don't want to stay in a system of human love. We want to be those who move into the very means by which Jesus lived and loved is what we are called. That's what we're called to live in, the same as he was. And so I know that all of this cannot be explained within a podcast or even a sermon you know, I often tell people we, we have to repent of thinking that the public pulpit could somehow take the place of what only the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit can do in us privately. You see, this coming to the end of human love is a very deep private work. It's a place where we get under the tent of God's presence within and we let Him begin to talk to us. That's why this is called Tent Talk. You know, this is where I have learned in the deep processes of discipleship and where those very, very few people that were given for my life were able to speak to me in such a way that it opened me up uh, to the truth of God's love. And then they knew how to back up and not overly interject themselves into my process. I'm telling you, this is what we need in the body of Christ today. We need the love of God to be growing us up deeply and inwardly. We need to be connected to those whom God has given for our life, who can provoke us into that place with Him, who can speak truth to us, maybe a well-placed question here and there that, that causes us to start thinking in ways that we've never thought before so that we can move into the deep love that God has for us season by season. This doesn't all happen in one season. We have many seasons where we mature in the love of God. So, you know, sometimes it can actually be a bit shocking to people uh, when we really look and see how Jesus loves. It can be shocking to us to look into the scripture and really see that Jesus wasn't trying to perform for other people. So why would I think he wants me to do that? That I look into the scripture and I may be a little bit, you know, stunned to see that Jesus never catered to everybody's, um, you know, demands on him. He just kept living by the inward conviction of his father's love. He did what his father was doing. He said what his father was saying. And that if we began to be those who live in the deep conscious awareness and experiential love of God, that then we would be taught how to love uh, and everything else, how to think everything else from them inwardly. And then we'd be free to love people and speak to them and, and pour out upon them in a way that could provoke them to the same. I love that Jesus... Uh, wasn't always trying to fit in with everybody else's agenda, with everybody else's view of how things should be or how a Messiah should act. Jesus was living from a deep inward place of love, 
And that is what I want to provoke you to. That we come to a place that we say, you know what, no more. No more taking Christian lessons from the devil, from our, my own flesh, from the world. It's time to learn how I'm to live and to love from the only one who can really do that for me and teach me that is Jesus himself. You know, so this is a very key part of us coming to the end of human love so that we can transition into the love of our Father. These are key elements of this. So it may seem really brutal and really difficult in the beginning, the coming to the end of human love part. But let me tell you, that's necessary if we're going to come into the true, um, provoking, maturing love of our Father so that we can get up and live as who we're called to be in this hour of history. So I know that uh, today's podcast has just provoked us a little bit further. It's taken us a, a little bit more into seeing how it is that Jesus lived. And remember, Jesus lived by the command of the Father, not the demand of others. And we want to be those who let Jesus love us, and then we can follow his command to us, which is now love others as I have loved you. That uh, Jesus is setting himself as the standard. And we want to follow that by deep experiential love, uh, not just by trying to imitate Jesus. No, let's let Jesus love us and then we will learn how to love others. So I hope that today's podcast has provoked you a little bit further down the path of discipleship, that you're hearing his voice, and that it's awakening you to go into the scriptures and look at Jesus, look at how he interacted with those around him. He was not trying to be um, something to others so that they would then meet his need and fulfill him. No, he lived from the deep inner fullness of the Father's love, and that's how he was able to be. Uh, everything uh, that he uh, was, he was able to be our Savior. He is able to be our life. He is able to be our Lord. He is able to be everything to us, but only because while he lived on this earth, he only sought to obey the Father and walk with the Father. And that's how we're called to love. I'm not called to be everybody's hero. I'm not called to be, you know, so wonderful that everyone thinks highly of me. As a matter of fact, the more I walk with Jesus, I don't know that everybody will think highly of me. I can't promise you that if you really walk with the Father and love, first and foremost, in love with Him and living by His love, I'm not here to tell you that everybody's going to think you're wonderful. Jesus said, if they loved me, they'll love you. If they hated me, they'll hate you. You see, so this is a part of us growing up and coming to understand the love that God has for us. All right? So there you have it for today's podcast. I hope that you uh, have been encouraged today. Keep taking more steps down the path of discipleship and let God love you and let Him mature you by His love. All right? Until next time, see you later. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.